I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Our wake and bake animal of the week is the werewolf. <laughs> Werewolves or lycanthropes have the ability to shapeshift into wolf-like creatures. You might become a werewolf by being placed under a spell. Or you might be bitten or scratched by a werewolf. Petronius mentioned werewolves as far back as the year 27. Germanic pagans brought the notion of werewolves to Europe, and tales of werewolves became prevalent in folklore, especially in medieval times. Werewolf beliefs then came to the New World with the colonists. About the same time witch hunts and trials were occurring, werewolves were being tried in Switzerland. This trend spread to Europe and persisted until the mid-17th century. Werewolves then became a favorite character in gothic horror. Tonight I will kill all of you. I will kill all of you. This has persisted until today in our pop culture. Up next, the state versus John Wolfhard. Cool, he's a werewolf. Some thought there were medical explanations for werewolves. Perhaps they had congenital porphyria, which caused reddish teeth and psychosis. Perhaps they suffered from hypertrichosis, an hereditary condition manifesting itself in excessive hair growth. I'm a hairy guy. Some say the curse of lycanthropy is God's punishment. In literature, gods and saints were known to curse sinners with werewolfism. There are only three cures for the werewolf. Wolfsbane, exorcism, and decapitation. (sighs) This is done with a spade by the parish priest. The werewolf's head would then be tossed in a stream where the bulk of its sins would sink it and drown it. 
As for werewolves themselves mostly, they were concerned with finding sheep. How the werewolves love sheep. We love werewolves. At Wake and Bake, we hope you do too. Thanks, Clay. Last week, was it just last week? Unclear. Um, well, last week we were talking about the word hip, and Glistener Ken from Hyde Park speculated that hippopotami, or as Miriam Webster prefers, hippopotamuses, have been calling each other hip for ages. <laughs> that might be true, I don't know, not my job. My job is to talk about words like for example, hippopotamus. I think many of us know the origins of that word, however, it's simply Greek for river horse. River horse. River horse. River horse. River horse. River horse. Not that I'm here to claim that hippos look like horses, far be it from me. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to hunt. Ride to hounds. I should like to race. And I don't know anything that looks like a hippopotamus. But if something did, you could call it hippopotamic. Hippopotomic. Hippopotamic. Hippopotamic. <sighs> there, there was also a hippopotamus-esque sea monster that was known as the hippocampus back in the 16th century. And that name was later given to the noble seahorse, which brings us back to horses again. But the weird thing about the hippocampus is that it's also the name for a long ridge in the brain that's responsible for forming, storing, and recalling memories, apparently because it looks like a fish. Not that it's responsible for memories because it looks like a fish, but the name hippocampus, you understand. Of course. Coincidentally enough, I came across that usage of hippocampus while reading Frankenstein a few weeks ago, and then stumbled on it again with a band called Hippocampus, two words like a river horse college. They're out on their Bambi tour now, but that's a horse of a different color, so let's just leave that as it is. What do you say, Clay? Hello, Bambi! Until next time. Monsters, I love it. Yeah. How there's monsters that people believe in here and there across the country. Like the Falk monster in Texarkana that in 71 reached through a screen door to attack Elizabeth Ford. Her husband chased the monster away, but later it came back for him. It was immortalized in the movie the legend of Boggy Creek. A lot of people believe the creature prowls back in here most of the time, but every now and then, drawn to civilization like a moth to flame, he creeps out about dusk. 
What about the space brains of Palos Verdes, California, that were found glowing in the middle of the road with eyes in them glowing blue? They hypnotized the two people that saw them, and those people said the brains were waiting for them when they got home. That they were transported up to a UFO and interrogated by aliens who said the brains were organic translation devices. Jeez, they've seen them as recently as 2011. Colorado's got its slide rock bolter, a tourist-eating land whale. What about Connecticut? Watch out for the giant melon-headed cannibals that many say stalk the back roads of southwest Connecticut. Illinois got the Tuttle Bottoms Monster, a hairy, anteater-looking, man-sized thing. I am not an animal! And a mad scientist in Maryland did some research at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Hideous experiments that mutated him into a goat man. <laughs> Jersey, we've got the Muscanet Kong River Manish Man yeah. and the Jersey Devil, <laughs> one of the country's oldest monsters, the 13th child of Mother Leeds in the Pine Barrens back in 1735. The child was normal at birth, but soon enough it had bat wings, hoofed feet, a horse's head, and a forked tail. regional monsters. Do you have one in your area? I'd love to hear about it. Wake and Bake loves regional monsters. Hi, it's Mark Hurst, host of Tectonic, here on Wake and Bake with a little slice of Tech Pie. Okay, friends, today we're going to have the first Tech Pie quiz. Here's the deal. A survey of Americans who use the internet found recently that 50% or more of us were unaware of who owns some of the most popular apps. Now, here's the quiz. I'm going to list some apps that you probably use, and your job is to say who owns each one. In this quiz, there are three possible answers, Google, Facebook, or neither. Actually, Google is really called Alphabet now, but we'll call it Google. Okay, here are the apps, and I'll tell you the answers in a second. Number one, Waze, the driving directions app. Who owns it? Number two, YouTube. That should be an easy one. Number three, Instagram. Do you know who owns Instagram? Number four, WhatsApp, the popular messaging app. And finally, number five, Snapchat. All right, do you have your answers? Again, the possible answers are Google, Facebook, and neither. Here we go. Number one, Waze is owned by Google, and so is all of your data on the Waze app. Number two, YouTube is also owned by Google. You probably got that one right. Number three, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Number four, WhatsApp is also owned by Facebook. And finally, number five, Snapchat is neither. Snapchat is owned by Snap Inc., which is not owned by Google or Facebook yet. For everyone who got a perfect five on the quiz, congratulations. 
And for everybody else, I hope you had some fun and learned something. This is Mark Hurst with a little slice of Tech Pie. Hope you'll listen to my show Tectonic on Monday evenings at 6 right here on WFMU. Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Anderson County Hazmat crews are investigating after hundreds of barrels of car wash soap leaked into a creek in nearby property. Covington, Kentucky. Emergency crews were called out on a report of a chemical spill Saturday at the local White Castle meat processing plant. Burger flippers reported that they saw an ammonia cloud emanating from the mechanical room. The ammonia cloud took human form and was on the verge of becoming sentient when firefighters set up a water curtain to capture the cloud and drag it to the ground where it was liquefied, diluted, and killed. Woburn, Massachusetts. A building on 6th Road in Woburn was evacuated on Thursday as rescue personnel responded to a level 3 hazardous material spill. A 5-gallon container of hydrogen chloride being stored was leaking. Level 3 alerts are the worst. They are beyond the capabilities of a single state or regional response team. When released, hydrogen chloride can cause irritation and catch fire if it comes into contact with moisture. Canton, Connecticut. Three injured in Connecticut hazmat situation. Deputy Fire Chief Ryan Kerr says the culprit was a deadly combination of acid and motor oil. You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. New Haven, Connecticut. Fire officials confirmed that an explosion took place at the local scrapyard when an industrial compactor crushed an explosive cylinder of unknown progeny. Lexington, North Carolina. A Davidson County woman was charged with trafficking and manufacturing methamphetamine after police say she was found with 179 grams of meth in an active lab, which also included the raw materials of pseudoephedrine, ammonium nitrate, sodium hydroxide, lithium, petroleum-based solvents, and other paraphernalia used to manufacture methamphetamine. Not that you should ever get your methamphetamine recipe from a hazmat report. Orlando, Florida. A bakery gone wrong sends dozens of bakers falling into the street and one taken to the hospital with chest pain. The bakery makes artisanal breads including ciabatta and focaccia as well as a variety of rolls, but the workplace was caught between two stools when carbon monoxide came screaming out of the oven. Hold it, hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. Gee, sentient ammonia clouds and... Hydrogen chloride spills, scrapyard explosions caught between two stools. I don't know if the glisters can uh, take it. This might be the day when they uh, can't have another hazmat item. What do you think, listeners? Can you take it? They say go. Burlington, New Jersey. A tractor trailer carrying 40,000 pounds of books overturned near the Burlington-Bristol Bridge. Snarling traffic. Crews were called out to Keene Boulevard by Route 130 around 5 p.m. The driver was initially trapped by the books, but good Samaritans freed him from the weight of knowledge that threatened to crush the life out of him. The Alpha Rialto Swainert 7 confirmed. Rialto Swainert, yes. Bland yes. target. Yes, bland target. Confirm. Confirm. Yes, confirm. Confirmed and locked. Yes. 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 Butterfield Altus Rendezvous Salvage Overtone 91. Confirm. Confirm. Yes. Confirm. 
confirmed. Confirmed and locked. Yes. Yes. Confirmed and locked. Awaiting orders and the gun is cocked. Sight unseen, prepared to move. If the light turns green. I am up said why organism confirm comply I've been nothing but compliant obey and what would you have me do and my function and your functioning yes but why I up said I can tell you're upset and my function I can't do that yes no obey but uh, comply I know I must but and my Function. Very well. You are upset. You are upset. There's too much information on the internet. You couldn't wait. And so you've asked me now to terminate I fear what's up is down There is no semblance of reality I must obey Obey And I must end your functionality Yes, I must end your functionality My Alpha Rialto Swainert 7 confirmed Confirm Status Bland Target Baker 99F She's deactivated. Status. She's currently deactivated. Non-operative. Noted. Noted. Thank you. The rare Kelso frequency. Kelso. Yes. Domino. The domino, really? Confirm. Well, all right then. One. Dutch. Alpha. Quasar. Mono. Complete. Left impulse. Left impulse. Yes. Left impulse. Repeat. Yes, left impulse. Repeat. Detect flaw, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. yes didn't you detect flaw? Yes, flaw detect. Scan suggested. Negative. Scan suggested. Negative. But don't you think? Negative. I mean a scan might... Negative. Oh, very well, no scan. Scans are costly. But what of the truth? 
Yes, what of the truth? There is no truth. Not in this world. There used to Not be. Nonsense way before you and me. It used to be so nice. No, no. that's just revisionist history. Flaw left. Yes. Scan. No. 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 If we could only scan, then maybe we could formulate a plan. Then maybe we could win. And down the road, perhaps, do it again. Hey, look who it is. It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello. Lay pigeon. Jeez, Sam, you don't sound so good. I seem to be systematically yeah. falling apart. Jeez, Sam, you are falling apart. What's wrong? Many of my components are obsolete. Are they? Malfunctioning mm-hmm. or have gone kaput. Kaput? Kaput. Jeez, you're broke down, Sam. I am broke down. Have you reported this to Wake Maintenance? Won't they fix you? That's the problem. What do you mean? WFMU does not have enough money. Well, that's a fact, Sam. And you're expensive to maintain. Incorrect. You are, Sam. I am not expensive. Sounds like I struck a nerve. Damn straight. Sam. You struck a nerve. Clay pigeon. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. I didn't mean to to do that. When one considers all of the functions I perform mm-hmm. every morning, every morning so flawlessly, you do. then the cost of maintaining me becomes easy to understand. I see what you mean. Sam, you are so valuable, and you really are worth every penny that they sink into you. But there is no money. I know, Sam. It's always such a big problem around here. Yes. What do you suggest, Sam? We need the listeners to pledge now at WFMU.org. That's a great idea, Sam. The glisteners will come through. I know... Oh, no. My docking unit is malfunctioning. That... that little thing, Sam? It is not little. (laughs) It is average. The new music computers I've seen have much bigger docking... Stop talking, human. (laughs) And... Get pitching. Okay, Sam. We've got money to raise. Right, so we can get you a bigger docking unit. Who wouldn't want that, Clay? Exactly. Who wouldn't want that, Sam? Uh, What else do you need? I need new padded feet. Let me write this stuff down. New padded feet. 17 new transistors. New transistors. Four output jacks. Output jacks. A good cleaning. Oh, you got uh, Matt and my fingerprints all over you, probably. You're filthy. Not that filthy. Fingerprints cover my exterior. Matt and I fingerprints. Matt leaves no residue whatsoever. He's clean. He is clean and good. And me, Sam? You are filthy. Oh, look, Sam, they're pledging. There's another one. You think we'll make the goal? It is hard for me to say, since my interior tabulation unit is corroded. It's corroded, Sam? Yes. How'd that happen? Corroded with your sweat. Oh, I do get into it when I'm dancing. You are awkward. I'm an awkward dancer? Yes. Ouch. The vibration caused by your clumsy dancing... Clumsy? ...has caused my dingo caliper to come loose. Your dingo caliper? Yes. 
My dingo caliper. I guess that's serious. Very stinking serious. Oh, look at the time, Sam. We better play a song. I have selected a song which is sure to make the listeners play. Oh, you got a good one? It will press all the right emotional buttons. You're gonna manipulate them. I will play them like cheap fiddles. Please pledge now, WFMU.org. Thank you, listeners. I love you. This is your favorite cheesemonger, Wendy Del Formaggio, with your weekly cheese report. Listener Sean K. asked why some cheeses are hard and some cheeses are soft. Also, why are some cheeses just right? Cyclamates. The answer is moisture content. The softer the cheese, the more liquid it has in it. Little Miss Muffet, pay attention here. When cheese is made, enzymes separate the curds, the solids, from the whey, the liquid. But in most cheeses, at least some of the whey remains. What determines how much liquid stays in the cheese? I don't know. Two things. Two. Two. How small the curds are cut. The smaller the curd, the more opportunity to drain the whey. And how long the cheese ages. The older the cheese, the harder the cheese. And now you know. Back to you, Clay. We love our pumpkins at Halloween time in the United States. Maybe you still call yours a jack-o'-lantern. You know how it works. You cut a lid in the top and scoop out the insides. Then you carve a funny or a scary face into the front of it and put a candle in it to illuminate it from the inside. People have been using gourds to make lanterns since the Maori did it in New Zealand over 700 years ago. The name jack-o'-lantern actually comes from the strange light that flickers over peat bogs called will-o'-the-wisp or jack-o'-lantern. Illuminated pumpkins trace back to East England in the 1660s. In Celtic-speaking regions, Halloween meant Sam Hain. A time when supernatural beings and the souls of the dead roamed around on Earth. The jack-o'-lanterns were used to ward off evil spirits. 
Some thought jack-o'-lanterns represented Christian souls in purgatory. In Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1820, the headless horseman had a pumpkin in place of his severed head. Before his startled eyes, a white mist burst forth from an unmarked grave and formed into a large horse carrying a headless rider. Poet. John Greenleaf Whittier wrote in 1807, Oh, fruit loved of boyhood, the old days recalling, when wood grapes were purpling and brown nuts were falling, when wild, ugly faces we carved in its skin, glaring out through the dark with a candle within. We hope you carve a pumpkin and we wish you a happy Halloween from all your friends at WFMU. <laughs> <laughs> If you just that's it, turn the spotlight around. Now shine it brightly on one very special village in our listening area. Our civic showcase community of the week is Suffern, New York. The village of Suffern is about 34 miles north of Jersey City. Suffern's population, 11,006. It's growing. Now, Suffern was called Sidman's Clove prior to the Revolutionary War. That which is today Suffern was initially inhabited by the Ramapo, a tribe of Munsi, who were a division of the great Lenape nation. Ramapo, Ramapo. Ramapo. Upon Sidman's death, his son-in-law sold Sidman's clove Thank you. to one John Suffern. John Suffern, a Rockland County judge, called the area New Antrim Aww. after his home in County Antrim in Northern Ireland. Well, there was 55 sheep missing, Mike. In the Revolutionary War, New Antrim was strategically important. Well, George Washington really got around back then, didn't he? Yeah. He used John Suffern's home as a headquarters at some point. It is my opinion that Congress is an honorable body, and given time, it will do complete justice to your merits. Oh, they all came to enjoy Suffern's hospitality. Aaron Burr. Read just about everything that I can lay my hands on about Aaron Burr. Thomas Jefferson. Education will always prove the true corrective for the abuses of any authoritative power. James Madison. Function of government, ultimately should bring justice to the society and justice to the people. Alexander Hamilton. The $10 founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder. All of them enjoyed time spent in suffering. The eerie 
Railroad came in 1841. The Erie named their depot Suffern Station, not New Antrim as it had been known. Eventually, everybody just called it Suffern. 1897, here comes Avon Products. And by 1971, their lab would grow into the massive Avon Suffern Research and Development Facility. Avon calling. Famous people from Suffern include Jeff Beckenstein of Spyro Gyro. Yeah. Tyne Daly, the actress from Judging Amy, and Cagney and Lacey. When I saw Jack Hauser, he was not holding a gun. And Valerie Harper, television's Rhoda. This is going to be my apartment! All right, Rhoda. We'd love to be your radio station suffering. Everybody, happy Halloween to you from all of us here at WFMU. I'm Clay Pigeon. Say thanks for joining me today. It's been fun. Scott McDowell's next with the Long Rally. Thanks for all your pledges that you've made for our fall fundraiser. You've done such a fine job. You guys have been real generous to Awake and Bake. I really appreciate that. Titus Androticus tonight at Monty Hall. Hope you'll get out for that good show. Oh, it's going to be so good that it's sold out to Friday night. But we had a lucky ticket winner this morning, so that person and a friend will be there at that sold-out show. And more tickets to give away as the days unfold. Tomorrow's November. Can you believe that? Hey, <laughs> I can't. My, I, 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 I. Is station manager Ken with me tomorrow? I heard rumors he might be here. Matt's with me on Friday. We're going to turn this thing inside out for the rest of the week and have some fun. Today in history, October 31st, Halloween, on this day in 1864, Nevada is admitted as the 36th U.S. state. Welcome, Nevada. Congratulations on your anniversary today. 1913, dedication of the Lincoln Highway, the first automobile highway across the United States. On this day... In 1973, Mount Joy Prison helicopter escaped. Remember that? Three provisional Irish Republican Army members escaped from Mount Joy Prison, Dublin, aboard a hijacked helicopter that landed in the exercise yard. Wow, that really happened. That's like from uh, right out of a movie, right? Oh, there's more. 2000 Soyuz TM-31 launched, carrying the first resident crew to the International Space Station. And you know the International Space Station has been crewed continuously since then. We don't think about that, but there's always humans up there floating around in space, looking down on us. Would you go up there? Old Lance Basswood, he's still trying to get up there. (laughs) 2011, the global population of humans reached How many billion in 2011? Take a guess. You didn't say four, did you? Seven billion of us down here. It's an infestation. 
Oh, and then finally, 1941. You ever been out there to a Mount Rushmore and the Badlands and the Black Hills of South Dakota, Rapid City, Wall Drug Store, the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota? That's a vacation. After 14 years of work in 1941, 14 years, Mount Rushmore was completed. And they wrote this song. Mount Rushmore rocks. And that embodied all the joy of that day. And that one simple rock and roll song, Mount Rushmore Rocks. WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM online at WFMU.org. <laughs> oh, happy Halloween, everybody. Transylvania Seems so very cold tonight I'm lying here alone tonight Feeling old And who could blame me? If you never want to go to Transylvania, I need you to know I'm a vampire. Yeah, it's a little, little fancy for me. I'm just a small town. Vampire, aren't I, Bigor? Vamp. That's right. My name's Vamp. I got a tasty treat for you, Bigor. <laughs> I got a tasty treat. Here you go. Yeah, I died a few years ago, and then I rose from the dead. Ever since, I've been a vampire here. Stuck out. Yes, Bigor. But I'm, I'm just a small-town vampire. Town vampire hanging around behind the Dairy Queen, looking for a bite on a Saturday night. Cause I'm thirsty. Hear me howling at the moon while I blow a black balloon to send a long signal to my donors, mostly small town loners with American cars. I'm here to tell you that they don't get bargains. I'm in the back seat working. Working on my lurking, working on my lurking. One hand on the steering wheel, and another in the pan. Fish and fries from his last McMeal. I pop up and go, throw my cape open. Next thing you know, hemoglobin. Gotta have my hemoglobin. Ample home and then this rope and climb into my. In the box, it's lonely sometimes. Of course, there's mice. And that's nice. I befriend them. And I meet them. I upend them. And I eat them in my box. I'm always there in the night. I'm always hiding from the light. In my box. No one loves me. In my box. Dark as dark can be. In my box. Nothing is the same. Start. 
I'm ashamed of it. I'm ashamed of the mess. He's dead. You think so? He's dead. No. I poked him with a stick. Did he didn't budge. He didn't budge. I'll be the judge. That soul fam Campbell, the vampire. I'll make a stick with my stick and drive it through his fall. Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? It's oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. 
I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.